Batman v Superman. Is it the dawn for a new era of the DCEU? Or is it the final moment of Zack Snyder's career? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop School. Today we are talking about the big DC throwdown that is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice released worldwide on the 25th of March uh, which is good to be honest uh, Marvel seemed to be doing the opposite where we're getting all the movies early yeah but we uh, came out across the world at the same time for everybody except for the YouTube reviewers who apparently got early screenings so thanks yeah a lot of YouTubers got early screenings yeah like Jeremy Johns Chris Stuckman uh, Angry Joe Angry Joe got an early one quite a lot of pre-screenings then obviously there was like all the red carpet stuff and all that which happens with every movie but it's out, it's here, it has taken three years to arrive Mm -hmm. but it's here Mm -hmm. this is a movie that wrapped filming in 2014 Said Damn. it was going to come out in 2015, delayed it to the end of 2015, and then delayed again into 2016, mm-hmm. which is where we are. Yeah. It's a long and trepidous journey for this movie. Thanks from for its... explaining the linear progression of time, Michael. You Thank know you. what I mean, though? Like, from its announcement in 2013 Comic-Con. Yeah. And we were like, we are hyped. It's three years later. I know. That's, that's quite a long time for a movie to cook, especially when it's just one movie. Yeah, but but this was their launching pad for everything else. So DC was desperate to get this 100% right. It's the platform to build on. Doing it in the reverse of the Marvel order and having kind of your team-up movie be first. Okay, there's Man of Steel. But we, 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 the less said about that, the better. Um, they had a lot riding on this. They did. So, uh, uh, just, well. just before we get into the main bulk of the review, if you haven't seen the trailers, turn off now. If you haven't seen the trailers, because unfortunately the trailers are going to give away a lot of what we're about to talk about. Yes. And there will be a, a definite spoiler part to this review as well. Oh, but yeah. this is this is all pre-release and the movie, and then we'll do spoilers at the end. Yeah. So if you haven't seen any pre-release material, uh, either go and watch it or go and watch the movie if you want to. It's up to you. So to echo your point, never mind. Ah, well. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, had a go. Yeah. Sometimes you buy a ticket and you win the raffle. You didn't. But you had a go. <laughs> you, you tried. Um, uh, well, let's. I want to talk about the things I actually liked first. And okay. there were some things to like yes. about this movie. That's that's the biggest problem with the movie is that there's a lot of good ideas that are poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Okay, something that's just good outright, I think, is Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck is great as Batman. Yeah, really bought it. There's a scene. Um, sort of like towards the closing act of the movie. And if you've played an Arkham game, it looks like a cinematic version of an Arkham game. Yeah, That got me impressed. I was like, okay, I do like this Batman. I didn't think I was going to like this Batman because it's very heavily influenced by The Dark Knight Returns. I hate that goddamn book. And yet there's a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. A surprisingly large amount. I mean, I know that they announced it with a quote from The Dark Knight Returns. Which isn't in this movie. No, it isn't. That quote quote isn't in there. No, that quote isn't in there. Um, But it's basically Frank Miller's Batman. Yeah. 
but Ben Affleck's great. Like, I will eat my hat. I'm fairly certain that on a podcast years ago, we said that Ben Affleck was not a good choice. You said that Ben Affleck wasn't a good I choice. I said that Ben... I'm going to have to eat my hat on that, because he was very good. Possibly one of... Not the greatest, but one of the greatest on-screen Batmans we've got. I think he was better than Bale, but then again, that's a very easy task to overcome. I'm with you on that. He, he found a better mixture between being Bruce Wayne and being Batman. Yeah, I believed Ben Affleck more as Bruce Wayne than I did Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So and, and Batman is good. Like, unfortunately... It seems like DC can only get Batman right. That's the problem. But Batman's very simple to get right. Yeah. Make him gruff, make him antisocial, and make him badass, and, and you're pretty much there. Um, I, I will say, I I felt he could have been introduced better. I think there was far too much presumption of, of knowledge on the part of the audience. Now, that's not a problem for me and you, but it felt like it was just they plonked Batman in, and you were just expected to, oh, Batman's here. He wasn't really given the mystique, yeah. the build-up that I really wanted for Batman. There's a line in the movie where I think it says something like, 20 years in Gotham, we know what to expect. I'm like, we that, don't. That, that's fine. We don't, though. No. <laughs> like, we. this is the first time we've seen your Batman. This is the first time we've heard of your I, Batman. I, I think this approach could have worked if it was more Superman's movie. Yeah. And and Batman was dealt with, how, the Punisher was dealt with in the Daredevil series, that it, it's... You're seeing it through Superman's eyes, you're seeing this vigilante. Whereas you're actually kind of on Batman's side pretty much from the get-go. You're with him and Alfred in the Batcave in that intimate location. And it feels like... It does feel like there's a movie missing. Had there been a solo Batman movie first and then this movie, I think it would have been better. But the fact there wasn't, and we're accepting a new Batman, a new Batcave, a new Alfred, a new entire Batman mythos, that was odd. Yeah. That said, had that been in place... I think I would have enjoyed this movie more. Yeah, I, I think so. he really does. I am looking so forward to the Batman solo movie with, with Batfleck. Yeah. That's going to be cool. I, I, my favourite scene of Batman, though, of, 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 of Batfleck, was the opening scene with yeah. Bruce Wayne driving through Metropolis whilst it was being blown up by Zod and Superman. That was an awesome scene. That was a fantastic start to this movie. It was It captured... What Batman is straight away, him driving towards the danger, running at the danger, full pelt. Freaking awesome it, opening. It, it, it once again nails what Batman is, which can't be said for the most of the characters in the movie. No. Another one that I did like, though, just not to dwell on Batfleck, because let's face it, he's getting almost universal praise, mm-hmm. which is good. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if he's allowed to direct the solo Batman movie, mm-hmm. it'll be phenomenal. Like you, look, you look at Argo. Like you can imagine, not Argo with Batman, but Argo is a solid directorial yeah. debut. Like it's perfect, it's brilliant. That wasn't his debut. That wasn't his debut. The Town was the debut. Oh god, the Town! Yeah, I love the Town. I, I thought seen the, the Town came. The Town's a really great movie. I'm pretty sure the Town came first. Yeah, I think it did. Either way, the Town and Argo are really good movies, and I want to see him do Batman. Mm-hmm. The other character who's really good in this movie, and I wish we saw more of, is Wonder Woman. I liked Wonder Woman. <sighs> now let me be clear. The performance is a bit off, but Wonder Woman, not, not Diana Prince, Wonder Woman is good. Yes and no. I, I kind of echo what you're saying, but to, to larger extremes. There were parts of this movie, when Wonder Woman turns up, that is very badass. They've dealt with that very well. Yeah. She still doesn't look the part. No, she still doesn't. Bit... But, but, but it, it's not detrimental. The, the thing is, even though she doesn't look the part, the very fact of how she acts in the movie, like her, oh, yeah. her, the, her force on display 
is believable as Wonder Woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm not taking away from that. There were some very cool moments for her. And I kind of enjoyed it being this kind of mysterious figure. We all, obviously, had we not known that she was Wonder Woman, and she was just, you know, it was a cameo appearance, essentially, I think I would have enjoyed it just that much more. I just keep coming back to the fact that I don't think Gal Gadot is a good actress, full stop. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. And, and I think whenever it was down to her to do some dialogue, crumbled. I think that's the problem. And I, I want to see the Wonder Woman movie because of how good Wonder Woman in action is. Yeah. But unfortunately, like, the Wonder Woman movie has to now carry itself on the Amazonian element mm. and the action mm. when really it probably looks like it's going to be more of Diana Prince and Steve Trevor in World War One. And that's not the most interesting aspect of, of Wonder Woman. Her, no. her warrior background will make a great movie. But I just, I just, again, I keep going back to the fact that you're anchoring all of that on Gal Gadot's acting ability. Yeah. Which I don't think... It's almost non-existent, in my opinion. Not but, saying harsh on the woman, but I just really cannot buy her as a movie star you, as a you, lead you, there are moments where she's side by side with Ben Affleck as Batman yeah and there's no comparison like no like Ben Affleck did like a 180 in his career he's a great actor and a great director and yeah he's a great Batman Gal Gadot doesn't have that no um but like you say as an element of mystery if you didn't yeah. know like I say if you haven't watched the trailers and figured out from all of them that yeah. Wonder Woman was in this movie Trailers were really detrimental to this movie. God, yeah. Some of the coolest moments could have been that much more had we not already seen them. Exactly. Sorry, carry on. Um, but I think that would have been a cool surprise. And you'd be like, mm. oh my God, Wonder Woman's in this movie. Oh my God, she actually kicks ass. Ah, yep, That'd be good. It would be a great moment, but it's, it's scuppered by the trailers. Um, what else do I like? Henry Cavill's just sort of there. He's Superman. He's always just kind of there. This is the problem. As a sequel to Man, of, if this film is acting as a sequel to Man of Steel, yeah, it doesn't do much in the way of making you like Superman, which is a bit of no. a problem. Because it kind of feels like when Superman's doing his Supermaning business, not mm. when he's teaming up, when he's just being Superman, mm. it feels like he's doing it out of like not spite, but just kind of like. Well, you've asked me to do this, so I guess I'll go well, and save some people. They've made the mistake of going down the holier-than-thou, Jesus, you know, not really humanising Clark enough. And I think that's where a good storyman story lies. Is you have to a storyman story. <laughs> Superman story. <laughs> you have to make Clark Kent, the human being, be the most interesting thing. And have him, you know, act like a normal, more of a hum- normal human being than Bruce Wayne is. And Diana Prince is because he's just a man from Kansas. They don't do that. They go down the Messiah route for the most part. The, they keep bringing back the frigging Jesus imagery. As oh, well. they always do with Superman. I'm sick of the Jesus imagery. So goddamn bored of that imagery. But they keep coming back to the Messiah problem, and it really doesn't help him at all. He's not sympathetic towards him anymore because he's so overworldly, which is very easy to do with Superman. It's very easy to alienate people with Superman. They should have gone more into the human aspect of things, and they just didn't, and it didn't help. So, yeah. Henry Cavill, again, another strike at the bat, and another strike. That was a poor analogy. <laughs> yeah, it was. He's okay. He's fine. It's just not good. But I, I don't know how much of that is down to Henry Cavill. I, or... I, he looks like Superman, and I, I know he, he can like make Superman. a good Superman. Yeah. It's frustrating me that he's not given another shot yeah. of the character. Well, what's wrong characters? We'll just blow a few new ones. Um, Jeremy Irons. As as Alfred, I thought it was okay. Yeah, Fine. solid thumbs up. 
I, he seemed he, a bit like a doting mother at some points. Like he was, like I was half a, a complaining about him saying, "Well, why haven't you given me grandkids yet?" But like, other than that, he, he was, was okay. He was I, a little one note. Yeah, when he was the assistant, yeah. as opposed to the father figure. Even though I love the father figure relationship that Alfred has with Batman in the comics, it's one of my favorite relationships in all of the com- or like in comics in general. But what this movie got right is Batman is one man who needs help. When um, Alfred takes over, again, this is in the trailers, unfortunately, when he takes over the Batwing, allowing Batman to swoop in and do his style of justice, it's really good and it really works. When he's advising Batman what to do and telling him locations of where to be and what to do, it's really good. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's kind of cool that we haven't had a bad um, Alfred yet, really. I can't think of one bad Alfred. Even the ones in in the Schumacher movies. Yeah, he was okay. Well, it's the, it was the same dude from uh, Burn movie. Yeah, wasn't? yeah, so, he was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it, he was a little one note in his dialogue choices because it was basically say something, insert snarky comment afterwards. Done. That's pretty much every line that Alfred says follows that pattern. Yeah, but again, he's something that making me again looking forward to that solo Batman movie when we haven't got so many plates to spin. I mean, to a straightforward Batman story, I think he's going to help make that movie something special. I do think of that solo there is a solo Batman movie out there with Batfleck at the top of it that can be really really special um, Lois Lane who's in a lot of this movie and yet does and nothing a, yeah an annoying amount of this movie she's in now I don't really like Amy Adams so maybe it's part of my sort of right. like, I'm not a fan of her and I don't see why people go mad about Amy Adams mm. I don't get it Mm. But she's in every part of this movie. But, but, right, so we both watched this last night. It should be relatively fresh in their minds. What was Lois Lane's impact and point in this movie? Literally expanding the plot, like literally moving the plot forward. Actually, no, 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 there are a couple of points where she does it. But mainly getting into situations and doing dumb shit so that Superman has to save her. I don't even think she affords the story, though. She like whenever you spend time with Lois Lane, she's on this completely different story that's got nothing to do with anything else that's happening and doesn't actually lead anywhere. I was like, maybe I, 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 it was a midnight showing, so I'm not my most alert. But I was like, did I actually miss the point of where the the mass amount of time we spent with Lois Lane was driving to? I was like, I don't think I did. I don't know what she figured out, what she was able to inform Superman of, or or anything. It just. She was basically just walking around the entire movie with a plastic bag with a bullet in it, going, what is this? <laughs> and I don't think we ever actually figured out what it was. <laughs> that, is, that is her plot. Right? And yet somehow she stumbles over everybody else's plot. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Wayne. Excuse me, Clark. Like, you but, know. But, but then it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't contribute. She's not the one that has the light bulb moment that, you know, changes, you know, you know, Changes the fight that's going to happen, turns it into the next part of the plot. She just, she just, it's like they need it, like they had a contract and it was like, damn it, we have to give Lois Lane something to do. But she does a lot of Here's shit. a bullet in a bag. Like, like the, there's the bullet in the bag storyline. And then at the end, where she has no right to turn up, she just does a list of stupid shit that really annoyed me. I was yeah. Like, Woman, you're meant to be helping these people. Stop. They really need just to write women in superhero movies better. They did a very good job in Wonder Woman here. They, she was written well. I just don't think she acted well. Yeah. But Karen Page well. and Daredevil doing the same thing. <laughs> Those Lane doing the same thing. Just uh, don't be damsels. 
It felt like they were trying to give us something to do. It just didn't help anybody. It kind of felt like we were trying to see the story through Lois's eyes, as well as Batman's eyes, as, as well, well as, as Superman's, Superman's eyes. eyes. And that's the problem. If we were going to, going to do, like, a Man of Steel sequel, and we were going to focus on, you know, the idea of should there be a Superman and how would this affect Lois Lane and Clark Kent, I think it would have been a bit more justified. Mm. As it stands, it was... Justified? Ah! <laughs> the movie was just trying to... Look, this Okay, just in a nutshell, this movie is five movies and it doesn't need to be five no, movies. No, maybe it doesn't. I counted, like, this is... This might be a minor spoiler as well. There are four separate dream sequences in this movie. Can we hold off on the dream sequences for just a second? We'll get to uh, those in the we'll spoilers. Get to those Literally, in I second. just wanted to say that because that annoyed yeah, me. Yeah, and we'll talk yeah. about the dream sequences. Um, the, uh, um, the yeah, oh, plot and, and, and stuff like that is something we're going to get on when we finish with our character one day. <laughs> well, the last major character, I think, um, um, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne comes back it's as Perry White. Uh, Perry White. He, was, he had the one joke of the movie. Yep. And I was like, no one cares about Clark Kent taking on the Superman. You've heard this in the trailers, and then no, that wasn't the joke. Oh yeah, and I was like, where does it keep going to? No, no, yeah. it's when he when he goes, um, crime spree in Gotham. In other news, water wet. <laughs> I was like, that's he was fun. Um, well, then we have to get to the elephant in the room, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Yeah. Well, that went wrong. Um, fair play to Jesse Eisenberg. He picked a character and stuck with it. It's the wrong character, Completely. but but he stuck with it. We, we he went whole hog. We've been proponents of, we don't need everything to be like it is in the comic books. That's not what we're here to do. If you make changes that are better or equal to the things that come in the comic books, we're fine with it. Do what you want. They didn't improve on Lex Luthor. Though technically he isn't Lex Luthor, he's Alexander Luthor. Well, this is the thing. Here's the thing, right? Alexander Luthor is the name of Lex Luthor anyway. Ah. This is what a lot of people I've I've seen were trying to justify. Like, oh, he's not Lex Luthor. He's the son of Lex Luthor. And I'm like, Lex Luthor's full name is Alexander Joseph Luthor. Right. We were talking... They talk a lot about Lex Luthor's father, mm-hmm. who is always referred to as Luthor. Yeah. We are told that Jesse Eisenberg's character is called Alexander Luthor, which is fine. But people are trying to use this as a kind of a crux to justify this performance. And I'm like, well, okay, if he's Alexander Jr., if we take that as red, he's still got the same name as Lex Luthor. We haven't met Lex Luthor Senior, if no. he if he indeed exists. So, why did we make him a socially awkward, teetering on the edge of insanity, super genius, who yeah. who who had one really good scene, and the rest was weird. Where was this one good scene? Um, I, te- I guess it's spoilers. Um. The one at the end? Uh, it's, it's With when the he's, photographs? Yeah. I, okay. When he's... Okay. No, we'll save that. We'll save that. Okay, we'll save that. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't like it. I, I, I felt he was so out of place in this movie. And, and, and whenever he was on screen, he annoyed me. There was a lot more of him in the movie than I thought there would be, which is the second credit I'll give. I'll give the Lex Luthor performance. Because I thought, with everything else the trailer showed off, I thought, this guy's going to be in for 20 minutes, and then we're going to forget about him. He's in a lot of the film. But then yeah. again, the film is nearly three hours. Yeah. And it still feels rushed. So. That's what I told Kit. <laughs> Can you have a three-hour goddamn long movie and everything feels rushed? Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's baffling. But I, I put most of that down to... Okay, we're done with characters now. Didn't like Lex. 
the dialogue is awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. For the entirety of the movie. It has the same problem that Man of Steel has, in that everyone feels like they're talking trailer lines. Yeah. No one talks like an actual human being. They all... Park Kent was the worst for this in Man of Steel. He's a farmer from Kansas, and yet every single line that comes out of his mouth could be from the art of war, for all we know. He was so full of gravitas and and philosophy and deep meaning. He was like, talk like a normal human being, please. That is ten times worse in this movie. Yeah. Every character, from Superman to Batman to Lois Lane to Lex to every single person in this movie. Superman's line pissed me off of, stay down, if I wanted you dead, you'd already be. I'm no, like, that annoyed me. I'm like, for starters, no. For seconds, no, no. What's wrong with this script? It's like it's really bad. Like, nope. Sue looked at who proofread this and went, "Yeah, no, these sound like interesting characters." And the theory that the DC universe is the mirror opposite of the Marvel universe is interesting. The Marvel universe is a collection of normal people trying to be superheroes. Yeah, because they have problems and pathos. The DC universe is a collection of godlike beings trying to be human. Yeah. But the Snyderverse, this version of the DC Universe, is they're just gods. There is no connection. Yep. And that takes away what actually makes those characters quite interesting. Yeah. And it's really annoying. It's it's all... Right. The entirety of this movie, there's no point where the dialogue is good, I don't think. there's a, Every single line that comes out of a character's mouth is either meant to go on a poster and in a trailer, or is exposition. There's no conversation that's like just normal people, how they talk. And things go to go back to the rush thing. Everything Superman does in this movie feels rushed. It feels like there was so much Superman taken out of this movie. Because right at the start, this might actually be a minor spoiler. Yeah, well, we'll save that for just after the spoiler warning. It's nothing major, but I'll, I'll talk about it then just in case, because we want to be good people and yeah. not ruin everything. Action. Let's talk about action for a moment. It's fairly okay. It was... The action is not boring. I think that's the greatest thing I can uh, say. Uh, I think... Well, my, in general, I'm saying 80% of this movie, awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything up until the fight actually starts, terrible. Dross. Bored, senseless. Eye rolling to the max. God, yeah, I was about... To, I was going to close off with saying a movie called Batman vs. Superman had me bored. Yeah. Like, I felt every minute pass in that yeah. movie. I was like... God. And and but then the second the fight starts, I think the actual fight that everyone's looking forward to, Batman vs Superman, was okay, quite good. Yeah, but it's five minutes of a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, that's the problem. The final action scene, baller as fuck. I really liked that ending action scene. Without context, that action scene is great. I think you have to take all the context. There's, there's there. annoying things in there, don't get me wrong, but I mean, in terms of the actual pure action and the excitement, considering it was at this point past 2am in the morning, yeah, I, yeah. Was quite, I was already being bored and was sleepy. There, there is, this excited me. The, the, be- the final fight is great, but I think it's the ending note that's quite, quite beautiful. Mm. And before the big thing happens at the end, you see Wonder Woman using the lasso of truth, Batman's using kryptonite grenades, and Superman is giving the final blow. Yeah. I was like... This is a Trinity movie that I'm enjoying. That was great. What really annoyed me, if they hadn't had the shot of the Trinity in the trailer of all three of them stood together, that was a fantastic moment. That looks great. Scenes. That looks great. The f- seemed like the... Because the, basically they stood there and then a laser beam comes at them. And then Batman dies under something because he's not stupid. 
But then you see Wonder Woman and Superman just there taking this blow like nothing's happening. <laughs> That everyone went wild when Wonder Woman turned up with the with the bracelets to block the first that, being blocked. Like, didn't even use the shield. She was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, with the bracelets, got like this. Yes, <laughs> like that's Wonder Woman. Baller, freaking awesome. Cannot recommend that ending fight scene enough. But the thing I keep coming back to: does that make up for the biggest problem with this movie? It being a disjointed, incompetent mess up until that point. No, it doesn't. I don't think it does. I think if someone uploaded that ending scene to YouTube. That's a great video. Like, great video. I'd, I'd favourite that. Yep. But oh, unfortunately, yes. it's weighed down by two hours, 20 minutes of rubbish. I just don't think it's worth the wait. No. It's great. It's it's one of the best action scenes we're going to see all year. But it feels so. It feels like it's been done by committee, the editing. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, this is, again, one of the things I wanted to mention is that it kind of felt like Zack Snyder wanted to make a really good Batman movie. And mm. then the, the board of directors were like, we also need you to include Wonder Woman, Superman and Doomsday and Lex Luthor have fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a, basically a Spider-Man 3 problem. Yeah. Like, I want to make just Spider-Man versus Sandman. No, you've got to have New Goblin, you've got to have Venom. You have no choice in this carry-on. Or Amazing Sp- Spider-Man 2, 2 yeah. Where it's like, I want to make an Electro movie, that's fine, but we also need you to include the setups for Vulture and Doc Ock and have Rhino as and well Goblin. as Goblin. And Goblin. And also deal with Gwen Stacy, have fun. Like, and also you got to set up the scene six to the end. Yeah, yeah. And that, also maybe Venom. That like, felt, that's what this movie is. There's so many plot points that either don't go anywhere or get dropped almost immediately. Oh, my favorite thing about this movie uh, is how fucking like it tries to be like quite mysterious and etherical, and then like when it does the world building, it hits you in the fucking face. It's like, just so you know, we have four other movies coming out. Please go and see them. It's called Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Justice is coming, we promise. Um, yeah, there's one glaring bit of that we're going to get to. <laughs> yeah, that bottom. made me laugh. So, like, four times in this movie, I, I actually annoyed the people in front of me because I was just audibly going, fuck off. Okay, really was one of them fun. the logos? Yeah. <laughs> Stop! We'll get to that after the spoilers, but by God. Um, Yeah, there are just so many... We're going to get into this deeper in the spoilers, because you need to spoil things to really pick apart what's wrong with this movie, but it's so disjointed. Can I just have one one last thing before we close up? The visual effects are trash. They're really bad. I think they vary between quite good, when they keep it simple, and then they're animating Superman and Batman. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. The, the fight looks fine. Batman vs. Superman, the fight looks fine. Yeah. There's a lot of shots of the um, of outside the Kryptonian ship. They suck. Yeah. Doomsday, he sucks. Yeah, the birthing pod sucks. That sucks. Yeah. A lot of them, and like, just the extent of the powers suck. And they had three years to get this right. This yeah. wasn't a rush job. They had a year plus to get the CGI right. They yeah. took all of 2015 to make the movie yeah. look good. And they didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> That, like I said, eight minutes of the movie looks great. Unfortunately, yep. there's two other hours. Just this really didn't need to be a complicated movie, and yet it was. Yeah. If you gave me a piece of paper right now and said, "Give me the plot of Batman vs Superman," I couldn't do it because it should be a straight line. It should be you set up the friction, which is obvious. You know, from that from that opening scene, you had a great basis for this movie. You show Batman just getting back up. You know, working it again. He would have been helped by a solo Batman movie first, but that notwithstanding. There should have been a straight line plot. Very simple plot here. They, but they, there's so many different interwoven things that go nowhere, that disappoint, that get dropped, that get rushed. 
that I couldn't write now, even though I only saw it a matter of hours ago, I couldn't write down the plot of Batman vs Superman right now. You know, Not a hope. You know what the my sort of like clo- closing argument would be? Compare this movie to Deadpool. Mm. Deadpool was made by people who understood the characters, had a story in mind that had a beginning, middle and end, mm-hmm. that had good action sequence that paced itself correctly and did a good job yeah. and came out timely. Now, after watching this movie, I immediately went home. Do you know what I watched? The Death of Return of Superman pitched by Max Landis. I was about to say, <laughs> the best mo- the best Superman movie is still a 40-minute <laughs> video on YouTube with one man talking to a camera. Yeah. That's still the best Superman movie ever made. Yeah. It still I, gets toppies. The thing is, that 40-minute that video of Max Landis explaining his story dealt with Doomsday, Zod and Brainiac and yeah. felt more cohesive. And dealt with the Justice League... And Batman better, and 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 addressed a lot of the problems with the Superman mythos, and made him human, and made him sympathetic, and 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 yet here we go with so much more money, so many more talented people worked on this movie. I have no doubt about that. They had less plates to spin than that comic book story, and it felt like they were they'd <laughs> broken into IKEA and gone mad with the Chinaware. Oh, Zack Snyder. He got his action right, to go back to him. He got his action right, but that's Zack Snyder, that's his bread and butter. He can make a nice-looking movie, but there's just it's no... just someone needs to wrestle dialogue off him and plot off him, because he can't do it. Can someone just wrestle the DCEU off him? <laughs> you know what? No, we'll save that for the spoilers. Okay, we'll can we go it. spoilers? Because we're reaching um, half um, Yeah, just one quick thing. Yeah. It's odd. The best thing about Batman I saw yesterday was the Lego Batman trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the best. That was the best DC thing I saw all day yesterday. Um, I think I uh, I caught a, there was a there was a print of the Mark Hamill Joker. That was the best thing I saw about DC yesterday. That yeah, was, that was good. Anyway, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Very quickly, can I open with the first thing that a superhero does in this movie? Straight up fucking kill a guy. I'm sorry. Oh, that guy's dead. When he spears the, the, the dude through the wall. <laughs> through several walls. Right. That man is dead. Like, you know, it's like like Zack Snyder heard the criticism. Like, I didn't like, you didn't like that I killed Zod. You didn't like that I made him kill somebody who was his own, own power level. Fuck you. Here he is killing a normal dude. <laughs> like, right. From the get-go, there was problems. So you had that opening scene of... of you know, the death of Batman's parents. It was done stylistically like the start of Watchmen when you do the, the Times of the Hour You know when sequence. they were doing the whole he was getting risen up by bats. What the fuck? I, that was my first fuck off moment. I was like, are you for real? And I was like, then, then it's obviously explained it's a dream sequence, which we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> but I was like, no. No, he can't fly with bats. Get no, fucked. Snyder, let's calm the fuck down. Okay. He's too visual a man, and it's right anyway. So the um, other opening scene, yeah, that which starts off the confusing Lois Lane storyline and the incompetence on show of just the disjointed thing. There's a, there's Lois Lane is going to interview a person, a terrorist, but really the CIA have come to take down some mobsters who are very white in the middle of Africa. But really, it's also Lex's guys, which we find out later, yeah. led by the guy from Captain America who wasn't. Brock Rumlow, but the other guy that stood behind him all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> we couldn't get crossbones, so we got so this we got guy. so we got this guy. Um, and and then the, they find out it's the CIA, but then but then all these guys start killing everybody. But then Superman turns up after the deaths, and then he kills another guy by, you know, because spearing a dude through four walls is probably going to kill him. Um, 
But then they blame the death on on the deaths on Superman and because like Superman the... is a known user of guns. Yeah, exactly. He's a man that needs a pistol. Yeah. Um. So that just starts everything off on a bad foot, right? That Superman's already killed somebody straight away, and Batman can apparently fly. Um. Not great. Then you do get that awesome scene of of, of Bruce Wayne running through Metropolis, and that's good. That is probably my highlight of the movie, other than the ending fight with Doomsday. Yeah, big thumbs up for that. It was shot massive well. thumbs up. And then it just, it all just starts to unravel. Right, let's talk about dream sequences. <laughs> oh my god, they fucking come out of nowhere. They, ca- but they consistently keep coming out of nowhere. Like when they do the, um, the the Batman's vision of the future where Superman's taken over. With gin oceans. No, parademons. No need, there's no reason for parademons to be there, yet they're there. Superman's got this army, which makes no fucking sense. Mm. Superman kills, like, four other people, which makes no sense. And then that dream sequence ends with uh, Bruce Wayne getting killed by Superman, and that wakes him up from a dream, which wakes him up into another dream, where right. the Flash shows up. <laughs> it was the Flash. Well, it was... That was the Flash! It was supposed to be the Flash, wherein, like, um, in the comics and cartoons, they create this machine where the Flash runs so quickly... He generates enough speed force to break through a time barrier, and that's what that's supposed to look like. Thing is, I don't think that was Ezra Miller, but with the co- the eye thing, it's clearly the Flash. Here's the fucking thing, right? Because it looked nothing like Ezra Miller, and there is only one solution to every everything. So, like you watch the Flash TV show, yeah, something goes wrong and you can't explain it. There are two words you can use to explain everything: Jay Garrick. Yeah. So was that Jay Garrick? What the fuck? I was saying. <laughs> I feel like I'm meant to know who this is. He kind of looked like the Atom from Days of, from Legends of Tomorrow. I was he, like, he looked like because yeah. I mean, if what's you watch, happening? The Justice League cartoon has a very similar thing where it's the Flash in costume, but then he has to wear a bunch of apparatus to expand right, his speed force. Right, right. And he's like, oh, Lois Lane is the key. Every, Lois Lane is the thing that sets everything off. I'm like, that also goes nowhere. That fucking goes nowhere. <laughs> Like, at all. He doesn't seek Lois Lane out, I don't think. You think, after he'd woke up the second time, he'd turn around to Alfred and gone, do we know anybody in a red suit? And he would have gone, no, unless it's been blooded by you, because that's what Alfred does. <laughs> yeah. um, everything has changed, Master Wayne. like, yeah, everything has changed. You've completely screwed up everybody's origins. Yeah, yeah. But but these things, so those dream sequences, I felt they were done in place of actually having good dialogue. And having Batman talk through his worries for Superman, which they do occasionally, but it felt like, oh no, we need to have a weird ass dream sequence in the middle. Substance again, and it really didn't work. And it made Batman look like a psychopath that he keeps having these dreams. Yeah, he had the bat thing breaking through Martha's tomb. Oh god, yeah, man, bat. Yeah, (laughs) choking the life out of him. Um, The first one where he's fighting with the bats, and Superman has one as well when he's just in the ice. For some reason. And Park Kent's there. And Park Kent. I was like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> Kevin Costner and his goddamn trailer talk. And it was the same thing. Everything he said sounded like a speech that Zeus would give. Um, it's like, oh, you're not Zordon. Okay, you don't need to talk like this all the time. <laughs> right? And even then, Zordon at least found five teenagers' attitude, not five of the most boring cunts he could find. Gruff people. <laughs> yeah. So, so they were really, really poorly executed. And all of Lois Lane, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna dismiss all of Lois Lane's shit because it's dreadful. All yeah. the stuff with the these Russian people and the bullet and all this. <laughs> what bad, is bad, this? Bad, bad, bad. What is what this is bullet? This? Someone tell me so I can do something with the plot. Um, so so that happens. Let's just ignore Lois Lane. Like, yeah, just, just, she's terrible. End of. Done. 
Can I say that there's a really good movie inside the argument, should there be a Superman? Mm. I feel like that would have made a really good standalone Man of Steel sequel. Unfortunately, they deal with it in within 15 minutes and then never bring it up again. Mm-hmm. There's a point at the end of the movie... Um, okay, we'll come to the end of the movie. This made me really laugh. Let's talk about the fucking logos. <laughs> right, so, 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 Lex Luthor, right, has been collecting images and videos of metahumans, right? Okay, cool, he's Lex Luthor, he's got his many fingers, many pies, right? Fine. But he felt the need to then go to his graphic design department <laughs> and say, yo, I found these people, could you work me up some logos, please? They weren't necessary. You could have shown the video. We would have been able to figure out who it was. Because we saw we saw Wonder Woman's first when Batman was going through the files and you saw basically just her walking around looking at cameras. And the picture of her in World War One with Chris Pine, which yeah, is nice. With Chris Pine, yeah. Um then yeah, then you get the three. I thought we was gonna uh, they basically said Aquaman was in the movie. There was like Aquaman's gonna be there, you're gonna see him. Oh well, we'll, we'll save him, we'll save him, we'll save him. So we got Flash first, we saw Ezra Ezra Miller. In a, in a convenience store, just, you know, go, woo, woo, and, you know, the guy's trying to rob the store and he just knocks the grenade out. Yeah. We could have figured out that was the flash threat, the goddamn lightning bolt. Yeah. That wouldn't have been too hard, I think. The cyborg one was kind of cool. Yeah, like, I think as an introduction. The thing is, you kind of feel sorry for Ray Fisher, who plays cyborg, mm. who, like, is like, by the way, you are going to feature as a cameo, but you are going <laughs> to be a disembodied torso. Tied to a blackboard. <laughs> out of focus in the background. Yeah. I mean, the CGI and the weird cube thing was awful. Yeah. But, like, the actual setup of it... What the fuck was that? I'm pretty sure that, like, Cyborg is powered by, like, a fusion core or something like that. What the fuck's this Tesseract Oh, I don't know. But it looked... Stylistically, it looked cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is nice. It's a nice... Very intriguing if you don't know who Cyborg is. Very nice. Then Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite thing about... When, in the middle of this movie, a shampoo commercial breaks (laughs) in... The thing is, like, they've made pop figures of Aquaman. There's a variant, an underwater variant of the Aquaman figure. And they're like, they released this high-res photo of this costume, like, Unite the Seven. Here he is, the next member of the Justice League. He's in it for about five seconds. In those five seconds, he shows off his wavy hair underwater... And punts a man with his spear, but, 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 and that's right, it. Right, and that's right. it. Hang on a minute, because this is this makes no sense. What was really cool was you, like, like, so it's like the seer. You see a whole. Please go watch the movie, please. Just say, wait. Are we suggesting people go watch this movie? Watch it in some capacity that doesn't in cost you money. It's not. Yeah. Okay. So you, they come up on this boat hull, and they put up on the, the big hole in the side of the boat, and you see blue eyes turn around inside the thing. Cool. If it just been that. You, like you saw like the quickest glimpse of Jason Momoa, and then he pounds off into the sea. Sick. No, he comes out looking what can only be described as nonplussed, <laughs> yeah. not really bothered. Um, you know, relatively calm and just just a bit curious. And he comes out with his spear like this, and his hair is just wavy, <laughs> yeah. and it looks like he's about to say, um, "I am worth it." Or maybe it's Maybelline. All right, so this hair is just all <laughs> flowy and gorgeous. It's good. It's gorgeous hair. But he just looks so like, hmm. You're right. <laughs> oh, this is a thing that's happening. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to violently stab you with my big spear. Boof. And admittedly, like the little glimpse of his power set. Oh yeah, yeah. He then because he hits the camera guy with his spear and then blasts off like Superman underwater. If it just been glowy eyes, quick glimpse of Momoa, spear, boom. Oh, I've been all over that. That would look great. But the thing is, they touted him in this movie so much. He's in it less than Cyborg. Yeah. What the fuck? But, and it was so, like... 
It was ineffective. out of nowhere. Just he looks so calm and just like, hmm, hello guys. <laughs> it's a nice boat, isn't it? Better die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so let let yeah those cameos. Crap. I was expecting some Batman villain cameos. I thought we'd get Joker. I was. I thought we'd get Nightwing. I thought Robin and or Nightwing would have turned up. They don't. Joker also similarly um, not present. Um, they do make a point of showing off the the Robin suit that has ha ha jokes on you. Batman yeah, written, so. yeah, yeah. They do point out that you do see a Riddler question mark when he's in the in the basement thing. You do. Um, right, that's cameos dealt with, uh, and they were bad. The Cyborg one weren't. The Cyborg one wasn't bad. I, I'm not into Ezra Miller. He doesn't strike me as a charismatic. No, he doesn't foo. look me as bad. We've Allen. been we've had so much good times with TV Barry Allen. I just don't get... There was still a point, up until Ezra Miller turned up on screen, there was still a point that they could have done... They could have melded the two together, TV. I know why they're doing it. There's, I get the plus points and the negative points for it. Okay, but... we never got to accept another Barry Allen into our lives. And I'm not ready to do that, Michael. Um, right, where to begin with the slating? Well, let's talk about Doomsday, because we didn't mention him in before the spoilers. That sucks so bad. God, he looks so bad. My... All the stuff that happens in that, yeah, the Kryptonian ship with the birthing matrix, because he basically slices off the fingertips of Zod, uh, Lex Luthor does, and then uses yeah, using to turn the a, a kryptonite knife. Yeah, a kryptonite butter knife. He cuts the um, fingerprints off of Zod, mm-hmm. gets into the ship, finds the birthing matrix, and combines Kryptonian and human DNA, which he just manages to figure out. By the way, he doesn't need to figure it out. He's like, like the ship's like, do you want to assume command? He's like. Yeah, it's like, do you want to learn how to use the birthing matrix? Yeah, it's like, and then it's like, you shouldn't be doing this. I want to though. Yeah, I want to though. Sound. <laughs> here's Doomsday. And here's Doomsday. And I thought for a second, I thought they weren't going to introduce him as Doomsday. I just thought they were just going to have a monster. But then right at the end, you're Doomsday. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Stop it. This is one of DC's three big bads, and they dealt with him in twenty minutes. Yeah. That fucks me up. And he didn't have a penis. He did not, he, that's why he was angry. I was like, where are his balls? <laughs> um, so, so... If you can't find the plot, you might as well find the cop. Yeah, exactly. So, so what the... Basically, he just keeps blowing up. That's his thing. It's like that's that episode of Save Park where Cartman keeps crashing the plane. <laughs> it's like every ten seconds, he just goes... Ba-doo! It's not, not too dissimilar idea. to no. how it is in the comics, though. It's not no. too dissimilar. He, he is raw power. You understand how powerful he is. And, you know, when he goes through the metamorphosis to get the spiky things... He doesn't go far enough because he doesn't look like Doomsday. Still, he looks but, like trash. He oh, he looked like hot shit. But... <laughs> Quite literally. And there was, a, there was a cool bit where, you know, he's flying me into space, which is what Superman would do. He'd just be, right, we should get this fucker into orbit. They hit him with a nuke, and then they say, you know, projectile one has hit the ground. That's Doomsday. Projectile two, no, it's seen because obviously we have to have a shot of him being all... Jesus. Jesus-y. Um, so, so, you get the power. I like the metamorphosis, and I was like, I didn't like that he just went... Oh, he's unkillable. I was like, this is based on no information. Um, <laughs> this is based on he showed up. But... <laughs> and that's it. So so if we take away our annoyance that they've now wasted Doomsday, the action scene he led to, really good. Yeah, it was, it was a good Seeing the scene. Trinity take on this unstoppable monster was really, really fun. And that's the most I enjoyed Superman. And Wonder Woman, because I, I think the idea... Wonder Woman's fucking strong. The fact that she can put a dent in Doomsday is very true. Dive straight at the fucker. Yeah, damn. She like, doesn't like because Batman's all you know smoke and mirrors. He's always on the outside because he knows he can't punch him. You know, so he's just got to shoot and, and and stay alive and distract, right? <laughs> and I helped. 
That's Batman. <laughs> there was a bit that felt like it came from the Max Landis pitch where there's a bit in the Max Landis pitch where like Batman is basically just trying to distract Doomsday. He's just trying to save as many people as he can by like you know shooting everything he has at Doomsday. He knows he's gonna die, but there's a bit like that where Batman says, "Right, we need to get him back to the Kryptonite Spear because Batman makes one. Um, I need him to get me to chase me." That shows Batman being brave. Yeah, that's, that's the, awesome. it looked like there was elements of the of the Landis pitch in there with yeah. the with I mean the Kryptonite spear that was fucking dope. The the idea that Batman was like I am going to steal the biggest rock of Kryptonite I can find and make an arsenal. Yeah. Okay. That's paranoid that Batman has for you. been done. Yeah. A I've Kryptonite got... spear as mm. opposed to a Kryptonite sniper rifle? Sword? <laughs> you know, tank? Um, Kryptonite yeah. tank. It's, it's like Lieutenant Gruber's little tank from uh, Hello, Hello, and it's just really small. That's what I want. That would be so mm. funny. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah. The, the fight he led to allowed everyone to be cool and have great dramatic moments, and that was the best Superman moment. Other than his inability to, pro- to prioritize, because right, he's about to plummet at Doomsday again. He's Lois Lane, like banging on thing. I'm about to drown. So he just decides, you know what? Fuck them millions of people. I'm gonna go save Lois Lane. Had they done more with the relationship of Lois Lane and Superman and made him a vulnerable human being who isn't, you know, like, you, you know, a normal human being would just run towards their loved ones. But they, they made him seem like such a god that he was like, yeah. oh, now you care about Lois Lane. The thing is, like, she was trapped underwater, so I half expected Aquan to show up and just go, thank me later, and then walk That would off. have been cool. Um, but the thing is, they weren't near... I know. Like, but know. he dives in to get the Kryptonite spear and he comes out knackered. Um, yeah! I'm sorry! He can survive in space, but he can't survive underwater. No, the kryptonite obviously affected him. Oh yeah, of course. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So, so, and I like the bit when he was like, he does the charge towards Doomsday. So Wonder Woman's going with the lasso. Batman's shooting him that with the kryptonite cool. grenades, and you see Superman struggling to fly. Like he almost hits the ground, and he has to like push off with the spear. That was heroic Superman that I fucking wanted. That's why I'm so in love with that last end. And he spears it through him. Doomsday shivs him. And it's just like, a, and both of them die. Yeah, so they try and, they, along with the five other movies they're trying to do. So they're, <laughs> they're trying to do the sequel to Man of Steel. They're trying to do the Batman movie. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to do Dark Knight Returns, a Man of Steel sequel, Death of Superman, um, Justice just League, League like, coming together. Up. Yeah, And Lois Lane, where the fuck's this bullet come from movie? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and none of them feel like, I, they couldn't get the death and return of Superman right <laughs> What the fuck? It's not hard. You know what? As much as I don't like to praise this, right? I do think... I, I see this how they treated the Phoenix saga in X-Men 3. I'm a known defender of X-Men 3. Because I, I, I just like what they did. And I know that people complain they combined two stories that really could have been their own movie. Yes. But... I, I think for how they handled it, it went okay. You felt... We all know he wasn't going to stay. He isn't going to stay dead. Superman will be back in time for Justice League. Yeah, that's the thing. If they were going to do all these solo movies, mm-hmm. that that would have been fine. But we've got Wonder Woman and then Justice League. Yeah. So, hard. in this completely unrelated World War One romance story that is Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Superman's fucking alive. Like, he's alive. No, because... Right, sorry, but... Oh, do you think they're going to give him the really weird 90s mullet, mullet and black suit? I sincerely suit? hope so. That would at least be something um, like I'd like to see. Well, well, back to your point, I think it makes sense to make Wonder Woman non-linear in the timeline. 
in the, so this is basically your setup movie for your Justice League movie. That I'm okay with that. There's nothing then getting in the way and complicating things because Batman obviously puts the wheels in motion at the end when they stood over the you know the the funeral of, of, of Superman, him and Wonder Woman. Put the gears in motion. <laughs> oh god, the fucking newspaper. Superman dead. Next page. Also, Clark Kent died. And Lex Luthor. Like, and nobody goes like like nobody. Hang on a nobody minute. takes page one and page three and sort of like folds them together and go, huh? Ah. <laughs> um, that's reminding me of something I'm going to talk to you about in a second because I want to leave talking about the Batman vs Superman bit for a little bit because we've now gone down this tangent. But as I was saying, they could have done a much worse job of doing the death of Superman. I do think it could have carried its own movie. Of course I do. And that would have been cool to have it post-Justice Justice League. League. No, Justice League Part 1. Have Superman Doom, die. Have, yeah, have Superman die at the end of Part 1. Yeah. I think that would have been much better. But I think it could have also worked as a later on Superman movie. Oh, yeah. Because when Cavill... Cavill? Cavill? Cavill. When his contract is up, what a great way to write him out. If you give that movie a lot of gravitas and a lot of impact, like, oh my God, they killed Superman and he's not coming back. But he always comes I back. I mean, then you could have do- you could have had Doomsday done better. You could have had like a very similar to the Vax Landis pitch mm-hmm. where everybody tries to stop him. They all fail and Superman has to sacrifice himself to and do Superman it. And Superman has to be the one to do it. That would have been very cool. But we didn't get that. We did instead get the, you know, the funeral of Superman. The cliff note version. Again, being very... Do you know what? I didn't need at half two in the morning. Stereo bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about Jeez. that. <laughs> the soundtrack, by the way, god awful. No, there were some bits of the soundtrack I liked because it, it was very clear which bits were hands over and which bits were Junkie XL. Because Junkie XL did the soundtrack to Mad Max. Right. And I fucking love that soundtrack. So Wonder Woman's theme. We get is, it, Michael, you like Mad Max. Sure. Wonder Woman's theme is awesome. I like the little dirty guitar like Oh, was that what that was? That was Wonder Woman's theme. That was terrible. I liked it. I was like, why is the why is the guitars now? You've been doing this like really shit Inception ripoff. Like again, I don't know if you was watching it late at night in X Plus. Yeah, and I wasn't like dead center. I was a little bit more towards the wall. But I just didn't need the the deathening. Oh, every time it tries to make like the Justice League setups matter. So like when it shows you the picture of um, Wonder Woman in World War One, this is important. The one that got me was when Batman stood on top of the crane with the with the sniper rifle. And it was like, it was just Batman observing things, which, you know, had this been a Nolan movie, it would have been like something like, something, you know, affecting, but not, Bruh! man looks at things. Bruh! Um, so, 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 yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the soundtrack. Really, that guitar one really annoyed me. Oh, but, I yeah, that. I didn't need stereo bagpipes for the thing. Um, <laughs> um, I want to save that Batman vs Superman fight for a little bit later, because there's something that really annoyed me in that. Uh, we are reaching 50 minutes, just to let you know. 50. 50. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, now you've made me forgot what I was going to talk about, Michael. That's very annoying. Oh, 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 oh damn it. It keeps coming and going. Okay, let's just talk about Batman vs Superman. <laughs> It'll come back to me in a minute. So the fight itself, we agree, quite nice. All right, yeah. It's okay. I like how he weaponized crypt- uh, kryptonite into a gas so he can throw the grenade at him. That was good. Um, I'm not sure I like the kryptonite speakers. That was a bit Oh, yeah, that was stupid. a bit odd. That, yeah. that was never going to slow him down, but yeah. there we go. Also... Um, the armored Batman suit looks all right. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the normal Batman suit looked fine as well. Yeah. This is the best Superman suit as well. The Wonder Woman one looked cool. Um, everyone looked cool. Everyone looks like what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. It's just unfortunate they're not characterized that no, way. No, 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 no. That is a that is a major problem. But um, so the fight. So when he's like 
there's the great scene of you know Batman stopping the fight, the punch with his revolver. Then topped immediately afterwards when the kryptonite starts to wear off, and Superman punching him in the face, and it just gets progressively less yeah, it's impactful. Like, damn it! Damn it! Da- ding, ding, ding! 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 And, and then, like, and then like, oh, cr- and then he crushes his gauntlet, and he's like, "That was a cool moment." There was that a, was cool. that was really really cool moment, and then we get to the reason why the fight stopped. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, because we were all wondering. I was like, surely this is where Lois Lane is going to be the one that stops, and she kind of is, but but. I thought she'd be the one that puts a stop to it, like, like literally she runs in and shouts something. It's like, it's Lex, you stupid bastard. Um, is what she should have said. <laughs> instead, what happens is, Batman has Superman, and he's wiling the shit out of him, and he's like, save Martha! The reason why Batman and Superman end their fight is because, oh, my mum's called Martha too! You know what it Let's is? Let's be friends! <laughs> you know you know what it is? It's it's the superhero version of Step Brothers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, essentially. Did we just become friends? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Based on our mutual mother's Mother. names. <laughs> so funny. So, so the name Martha is the, the reason why Batman Martha is... is the safe word. Oh, my. <laughs> oh God. What the fuck? It was uh, so yeah, dumb. Yeah. Like, I get what they were going for, sort of. I think they were trying to go down the route of Batman hasn't been humanising Superman. But neither did the rest of the movie. No, nothing he does in this movie makes him seem like a normal human being. You're right. I, I just remember what I was going to talk about. The one thing I did like, because they were very much like, we don't see Superman saving anybody in the first movie. There is a good montage in this of Superman saving people. The um, You know, when he sees the thing on the TV about Day of the Dead and he flies there and saves the person at the factory. More Jesus imagery. I, yeah, the Jesus imagery just as a whole, terrible. But, you know, him, him saving the rocket... Uh, him pulling the the shipwreck through the ice <laughs> was really no cool. effort. Like, doop, 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 doop. What do you Superman? Nothing takes any effort for him. True that. There was there was some that was a cool moment. That was Superman saving people. That was great. Um, but you get he doesn't ever humanize himself. So that point of yeah, okay, Batman's now seen that. Oh, his his mom. He has a mom, which apparently is enough reason to stop beating the crap out of him and become friends. Because then when Batman goes to save Martha Kent, which is admittedly the Arkham scene, which is really cool. Yeah, the Arkham does, scene is so good. He does say at the end, you know, I'm a friend, I'm friends with your son. He's like, I know, the cave. And the cave, yeah. That was quite that, cool. That was, I enjoyed um, that. That was a nice moment. Okay. Um, I just remember one thing that really pissed me off. We'll get to that in a second. God um, damn it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but I'm, I'm trying to be linear here. But the reason, So the reason why the, the fight starts is, okay, Lois Lane's storyline doesn't go nowhere, but Lexi's very convoluted and confusing at times storyline does, in that he figures out that Superman is Clark Kent. Yeah, with but no prior knowledge. He's not explained how he's figured it out. No, he's he just done just it. just did. And he then kidnapped Martha Wayne, and no, Martha Kent, and that's how he has hold over him. I was talking to somebody on the way back in the car, and I said the fi- the fan theory was the reason why Lex had the cut on his hand, which we find out is because he's combining the DNA of humans and, and Kryptonians. The thought was maybe he was when experimenting with the Kryptonite, some of it got on him, and he was irradiated, so he could hurt Superman just by holding his hand over his head like he does, because it's the Kryptonite in him that's affecting him. And okay, you could have also had the Martha Kent being kidnapped thing as well, but still, yeah, also. The entire fight could have been stopped by a one-minute conversation, by the way. It, it didn't need to happen. No. The entire... Like, the first time the Batman and Superman meet in costume, he tears the doors off the bat, the Batmobile, which looks cool, actually. I quite like this mm-hmm. Batmobile. And just goes, yeah, Batmobile was stop cool. being Batman, and then fucks off. Yeah. That's it. The second time they meet, 
Batman is under the assumed knowledge... Sorry. Superman is under the knowledge that Batman has kidnapped Martha Kent and he's torturing her. In actuality, it's Lex who's kidnapped Martha Kent. I thought... Oh! Yeah, that's I what he was going for. I completely missed that. That's what he was going for. He was going for... He was trying to say, Batman is so pissed off with you, he's kidnapped your mom. That's what he was trying oh, to say. Hang on, hang on. Right, because I, I don't know if I'd actually disagree on whether you've got this wrong. I presume it's me, because I was half asleep. But I thought Lex was basically was blatantly saying, I have your mom, go fetch me the bat. I thought that was... See, here's the thing. Movie didn't make that entirely clear. No! That was my version of events. I had it down as Lex said, I have your mom, I figured out who you are. I want rid of Batman, go get me Batman. Which is obviously just buying time for him to... See, what, how I saw it was, he knows. And he, what he was trying to say is, if I can figure it out, Bruce Wayne can figure it out. It's not hard. By the way, he's got your mum. Here are some photos. Now I'm God. And then I thought, when he was trying to say, save Martha, I thought he was trying to say, I don't want to fight. I literally just want to save my mum. Let her go, you dick. Well, this just speaks to how badly this movie is, because I had it completely different. I had it as... Either way, it could have been solved by a one-minute conversation. Superman lands. Batman's like, tell me, do you bleed? He's like, tell me, are you kidnapped my mum? What? No. No fight needs to happen. Who's got... You have a mum? Yeah, her name's Martha. My mum's called Martha. Oh, no, <laughs> Batman. Did they just become friends? <laughs> yep. That should be me Wonder Woman as well, like... My mum's called Martha too! <laughs> Aquaman dives out of the sea. Boom! Did someone say hey, Martha? <laughs> Flash. Frumph! Hey guys, what's going on with this Martha? Dawn of Martha. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Batman versus mothering issues. So, so... So, so yeah, the reason why the fight stops and starts, very stupid, fight itself, okay. It really annoyed me that Lex, you know, because I was like, right, in my in my version of it, where it was Lex based saying, I have your mum, I need to kill the bat, that would have been his then leverage to say, look, Superman, he's a monster, he's just killed this guy in cold blood. Well, they tried to do a lot of that. And luckily I've destroyed him. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, the, the bit where Lex was trying to make Superman look like a bad guy, he made a cripple bomb. That was fun. We haven't even mentioned the, co- the trial of <laughs> Superman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The cripple bomb with piss drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was yeah. Oh god, that was a supply. Like because Bruce, so Bruce Wayne saves this guy in front of the in front of the Wayne Tower. Uh, Wayne Financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He picks this picks the girder, girder up, yeah. But somehow this guy who loses his legs and his family hates Superman. Hates Superman, but also hates Bruce Wayne. Which you then find out at a convenient time when he said, oh, he's been rejecting checks and sending you blood letters, but we didn't send them to you. We didn't think you needed to know about your own personal safety. That a madman is trying to kill you, but... Madman with no legs. Who's who writing... Gets, who gets given a electronic wheelchair by Lex Luthor. And a bath. Which is a bath and a bomb. <laughs> yeah, and he's just okay with like, yeah, I'm going to blow up Superman, even though he knows that's not going to help. So yeah, the, all these things you see in the trailer, which was a nice bit of misdirection had they done it correctly. There was, of there's just that funny shot after the bomb goes off and like there's panic outside Capitol Hill, and like the room is destroyed, everyone's dead, and Superman's just standing there like, oh, not again, <laughs> not another orphanage. And there's another problem. Oh god, <laughs> there's another thing where they could have humanized Clark Kent and had him look emotional about what just happened, not just go, oh bother. He's like. 
well, this this is a bother. Like, hmm, uh, now people are really gonna not like. And then he just all gets mopey, and that's when he has his exile that lasts a scene. Yeah. So he basically <laughs> goes to the ice and then sees Park Kent and then comes back at a convenient time. That was really really odd. <laughs> I went on a vision quest <laughs> between the hours of one a.m. and one thirty a.m. And we got it done. So <laughs> I'm an efficient Superman, by the way. Um, and he comes back to that. I've remembered something else I wanted to talk about. Just we'll fucking that. do it. All right, so, so we're oh, on an hour. All right, we're going to go rapid fire. We're going to go rapid fire. The scene with Clark and Lois in the bath makes no sense. <laughs> because it's like they throw needless romantic turmoil in there that then immediately gets solved. Like, I don't know if you can be me and love me at the same time. Look, I'm going to get to the bath with my clothes on. I love you again. I forgive you for everything, Clark. <laughs> um, uh, and, okay, we'll get to the main thing now. Batman kills people. Yep. Hundreds of people are killed by Batman. Like I said, the scene where he doesn't kill anybody and he just dispatches people like in an Arkham game. Uh, no, he does kill people because he pulls the grenade out and throws it at the dude. No, no, the, the dude throws the grenade at Batman and he just bats it back at him. So, yeah, that's what, well, that I, one's up for debate. Just before we started reading this, Zack Snyder has come out and said, Batman never directly kills anybody. He doesn't break a neck or something. But he does blow up the car he they're all in. He does break a fucking neck in the dream sequence. He no, 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 but, okay, but not in the dream sequence. I mean, in real life. He's oh, saying right. that all of his deaths are circumstantial. Batman doesn't pull the trigger. Yeah, because blowing up that truck with a 50 cal gun attached to the Batmobile, that's not directly killing. And yet, yeah, blowing up all those cars with the Batwing at the end. Yeah. But uh, that's how Zack Snyder, you know. Because to go back to our original. I remember when we did a podcast when they announced Man of Steel and Zack Snyder said, I'm making a movie about a character that some people might refer to as Superman. And I believe I call him a cunt. Um, <laughs> it's still not the same. He's still like saying, no, this isn't Batman. This is a superhero that you might want to call Batman, but it's my take. This is my character. So he kills people. Yeah. Basically, Zack Snyder just needs people to kill people. Um, so yeah, I really didn't like that. It just goes so against what Batman stands for, and I know he kind of killed that Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins, and there's collateral damage. But but to show him so active in the blowing up of things and the blatant killing of people, well, it's not even like it can well, no, be. They, they try to justify it with Alfred as well, don't they? He's like says like your methods have changed, everything's changed about you. Yeah. Now you don't care. Like I mean, implying that at one point in this apparent twenty year history. There was a time where Batman was Batman, as opposed yeah. to Zack Snyder's Batman. Okay. Which is just, again, if we'd had a Batman solo movie, might have been redeeming. Probably, but Still we wasn't. didn't. And it, so now we just have to accept that Batman kills people in this one, which goes again. That's like his one thing. Because then, again, I was driving home with somebody in the car last night, and they pointed out, well, if he's okay with killing people, then why is the joke still walking round? Good point. He's in the car, he could just do his... Okay, if I don't kill him, I just blow the car up and he happens to be in the explosion. Because it wasn't even like they gave the, the... Say they'd blown up a car, but they left enough leeway to think, okay, it's a bit far-fetched, but they could have survived. No, no, no. You see the car go up with people still on the back of it, in the turret, it blows up and blows up the next four cars next to it. And then it tumbles away and it shows you the burning wreck where yeah. no one has survived. No, they have been incinerated. So there's no getting around it. Batman kills people now. And Superman kills people. Everything's dark and everything's brooding. That's ha- DC, people. That's DC. <laughs> I was half expecting, like, at one point, like, Diana Prince, like, getting off the plane. Like, she's there's a scene where she decides she wants to go be Wonder Woman. Getting off the plane. It wouldn't have been outside of the realm of this universe's possibility for her to just shiv the steward and then walk off. Yeah. Like, I w- it would have been out of nowhere, but I would have gone, eh, fits everything else. It really, really would. Well... The sad news is, is that my perfect quadrant is still incomplete. Because Marvel films, excellent. 
Marvel TV shows getting good now. You know, Netflix uh, with Netflix doing their stuff. Agent Carter's having a strong series. So is Shield. DC TV, excellent, doing well. Arrow's faltering. I'm not all that into Legends of Tomorrow, but Flash, excellent. And then there's DC films. You're letting the squad down. You're letting my <laughs> cube down. Okay, just get good, get competent. That's all we need. And there's 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 good movies that can come from this movie. But this is not an ideal platform to launch, no. you know, an Avengers-style universe. Like if from. some if somebody asked me, is the Justice League now ready? Would you like like how like we set up the Avengers after five movies, mm-hmm. or six movies, something like that? And I was like, I am ready to see all these characters interact. Mm-hmm. I know how they all work. This is going to be a fucking blast. If somebody said, "Oh yeah, are you ready for the Justice League?" I'm like, I know literally nothing no. about any of these characters. We still have to have. So in the Justice League movie, you're going to have to do Flash Origins. Aquaman Origins, Cyborg Origins. Okay, we're going to have Wonder Woman sorted by then, but yeah. any additional people are going to have to be established... Green Lantern? In that movie. No, Green Lantern's not going to be in the... He's in part thing. two. Oh, well, anyway. They're going to have to explain all of that in a movie, and seeing how badly they did that with Batman and Superman, people we're very familiar with... Pardon me. Seeing people we're less, you know, aware of their origins and stuff, that could be very painful. And... Yeah, it's safe to say... I'm going to say this with confidence now. Of the big three superhero movies again this year, this is, as predicted, still going to be very much the bronze medal. Yeah. I, I, I still think that Civil War and Apocalypse are going to be eons better than this movie. And Doctor Strange as well at the end of this year. I still think Suicide Squad has a shot of being better than this movie. Yeah, the, the Suicide Squad trailer played before our movie, and it, it got me excited to bed DC again. I'm like, this looks fun. Now, I'm not saying that everything has to be a cartoony cavalcade no. of fun. Hell, Suicide Squad isn't really that cartoony. It, it's, it's called Suicide. Yeah, Suicide Squad. And, like, it straight up says all of these characters have killed people. Mm-hmm. And it still looks great. I'm still excited for that film. Yeah. But, but that, isn't that weird? That somehow they managed to mess up Batman vs. Superman to the point that we're looking forward to the Suicide Squad movie more? Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, someone... I was going with a lot of DC fans last night. Yeah. And they could not get over the fact that, hey, I wore this X-Men t-shirt. So <laughs> I, I was like... I wore a Hulk versus Hulk just to be different. I was like, no, no, I back the winning team, people. <laughs> I back the winning team. Football notwithstanding, I back the winning team. Um, and I, they were like... Someone said, okay, if you can see one of the big three movies right now, which one you be? I said, Apocalypse every day of the week. I would watch that first. Civil War would be second, distant third to fucking Batman. <laughs> third would be Doctor Doctor Strange. Yeah. Fourth would be Deadpool again. <laughs> Fifth would maybe be my big fat Greek wedding too, and then perhaps I'll get round to Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um, do we recommend people go watch this movie? Uh God, I don't know. It's it's. Here's the thing, right? This movie was made by committee for everybody, but I can't actively recommend it to anyone i don't know who this movie's for yeah that's kind of annoying it's a camel of a of a movie yeah you know because a camel is a horse made by design made, uh, made by committee yeah that's what happened here there is a good batman vs Superman movie out there there are so many good dc movies out there it just seems like they were so worried about being opposite and yet equal to the marvel things that they didn't just say ignore what they're doing pay no attention to them whatsoever we know what we do best we have every... They have the advantage of Marvel. They have every character in the toy box. They have control over everybody. Let's do a DC movie that fans want. 
And I just don't think this is it. No. I just don't think Zack Snyder's the one to do it. I can't recommend it to DC fanboys because <clears throat> they're inevitably going to be problems. I can't recommend it to the going public because it's so dark and weird. And yet, amazingly, this is thing is getting it's getting panned by critics, which I feel like it was it was made for critics because mm. it's just it's like it tries to be an art piece. And yet, the people I don't think it's even remotely suitable for, which is the general viewing public, love it. And I don't know why. Like a lot of people come out of this movie going, "Yeah, that was all right. That was all right." I'm like, "Were we watching different films?" I think again, we're we're not the best types to be recommending stuff to the general public because we're just not with these movies at the very least. We are very much not the general public. We know everything. We're hypercritical. I understand that, but it wasn't like I had fun. I can't say if you're looking to have you know a fun Friday no. night out, go watch you know it's the boring. grim, the grim shamblings that he's Batman vs Superman. And a lot of it was boring. That's the problem. The the movie is not desi- like Deadpool was made for fans of mm. Deadpool, and luckily also found the, a, a resonance with the yeah. general public. Deadpool got it one hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Civil War is coming out. It knows the general populace will see it because it's got Captain America and Iron Man in it. Yeah. And at the same time, it looks like a decent adaptation of the Civil War storyline mm-hmm. with, you know, trying to set up a new platform for the MCU. Yeah. Awesome. What was Batman vs Superman trying to achieve? He was trying to catch up with Marvel in one in one go. Yeah, outside of that, and the, an assumed board of directors were like, please make us a movie that contains at least these 17 characters that can also, you know, turn over a profit. It wasn't made for anybody other than the people who it directly profited. It was made for everybody and therefore made for nobody. Yeah, basically. <sighs> well, there we go, Michael. <laughs> that was the that was that was that's good. I did message you at uh, nearly four o'clock this morning saying this is going to be a fun review, and it was. This was this uh, an hour and ten minutes was better than the two and a half hours in that cinema. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, like I said, there was good points, but ultimately, pants. Yeah. Uh, right, what's next? I think Civil War is. Civil War is, is Civil the next It's up. only a matter of weeks. Yeah, unless we go and see something else in the meantime. There are a couple of good movies coming out at the minute that I'd oh. recommend you go and see instead. Apparently, they did The Eagles quite good, and I do want to go and see that because Taron Egerton. <laughs> it was funny. They, we were in the lounge last night at the the cinema, and they had just trailers playing on TV in the background. And um, someone saw the Eddie the Eagle trailer and went, oh, wasn't he in X-Men? <laughs> no, no, no. In regards to the guy playing Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. And he was like... Yeah, didn't he play Havoc? And I went, no, he kind of looks like the guy who played Havoc. Uh, I can never remember his name. Oh, Taron Egerton. It's like, oh, he kind of looks like the guy who played Havoc. I went, I think the other guy in this has been in X-Men, though. Yeah, that guy there, yeah. I think Hugh Jackman. I think he's, yeah, he, I think he's been Hugh in a Jackman. few. I think he's been in one or two X-Men movies, but I can't be sure on that one. You might want to check. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, Zootopia is better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Like, really, really good. So I might... I'm, Guarantee my girlfriend's going to take me to that, even if it is crap. Um, so I do think it's Civil War up next. I believe it will be, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Hopefully it's going to be better than this. I don't really Hope... think it can be any worse. No, I hope it is an Ultron 2. I hope it just doesn't, you know, because we were all hyped for Ultron and then it just kind of underwhelmed. I hope, I have faith that this one is going to be better because it's the Russo brothers. They yeah. did so well with Winter Soldier. I rewatched it again the other day. I did so well with that movie. It, it does, like, this movie, if this is as good as Winter Soldier, then Infinity War is in such good hands. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. I think that's the problem. A lot of people are getting stick, a lot of critics are getting stick for being pro-Marvel, anti-DC. I just want to be clear in the closing moments, we don't want DC to fail. I actually like a number of DC characters, mm-hmm. quite a lot of them. 
like everybody enjoys Batman. I really like Green Lantern. I really like Flash. I really like Arrow. Mm. I really like Wonder Woman. I really like most of the Suicide Squad members as well. DC has great characters, but they never seem to do them right. Uh, it feels like, again, we've just... They're going to have to wait until yet another set of reboots to really nail it, because they're already starting from a deficit. They can recover. By all means, they can recover, but they're not starting from a strong foot. There's one thing this movie needed to have one timeless, redeeming character. character. Cause remember back to an old Batman movie that was terrible? I mean, you probably disagree because Jim Carrey was in it, but that Batman movie was not good, Batman Forever. But it did have Kiss from a Rose. This movie is missing Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> all DC movies should have a version <laughs> of Kiss from a Rose. You are very right, Michael. There you go, you've saved DC. Hey! Well done, Michael. Right, you can follow me on Twitter at The Guthrie. You can go to my website, www.theguthrie.co.uk. If you follow wrestling at all, over on prowrestling.net this week, I'll be on a multitude of podcasts in the run-up to WrestleMania next week. So look forward to that, me talking to Americans that can barely understand me. Fantastic. That always sounds fun. And, of course, there's going to be a bunch of stuff on our website, fellentertainment.com, including the full written review of Daredevil Season 2. I am working on it now. Turns out I hadn't even started it. I was thinking of a different article. It's on the way. Um, there will also be the launch of our brand-new podcast, uh, Gotta Cast Them All, a podcast mm-hmm. devoted entirely to Pokemon. I'm looking forward to getting that off the ground. Um, hopefully we'll have a second episode out by the initial Korokoro scans when they come out at the midway of next month. That's hopefully catches on uh, very nice and yeah there's a lot more stuff on our Facebook our Twitter our SoundCloud our Minds and pretty much any other uh, social network you can find us at FowlyNT I use now and everything it's FowlyNT that's Foul E-N-T and we're at FowlyNSalmon.com thank you very much for listening to this review of Batman vs Superman and we'll see you in the next episode of Popcorn bye bye